Welcome to Leading with a Braveheart, a podcast that helps professional women build the confidence to lead with their hearts, to lead with confidence and compassion. I'm Michelle Johns and my mission is to help you find that voice that's already there for you to realize the potential that already exists and build on that to transform your career to become the leader you want to be, to lead with your heart. Now onto the show. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging are all important topics in the workplace today. And in today's episode, I will be talking about what it takes to lead a diverse team. Perhaps you're leading a group of diverse people, or you are trying to recruit a diverse team, or you just want to get some tips for the future. Maybe you're in a diverse team and you're struggling with it. Whatever your situation, I'm sure you will take something away from today's episode. So if you feel like you're struggling to manage a diverse mix of people on your team, you are not alone. Now, sometimes it's good to know that you're not alone, but it's not very practical. So firstly, step back and look at where you are. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed, just walk through a bit of an exercise. What are your current challenges? Break them down, articulate it, pull out what is working, what you're doing well at. Then you can start from where you are at. Rather than fearing it all and going into some sort of avoidance, start educating yourself. Then take action, then review your actions then reiterate or improve your actions and just keep going through this cycle of checking in and educating yourself, actions, review, and then improve. So treat it just like anything else you you don't know everything about. Be open to learn along the way, just like any other topic. Now, even the experts are learning new things every day. So if you don't listen to the rest of this podcast, you you could just get something with starting from that alone. But if you want to hang around and get some more help in this podcast, I'll cover a few skills that you could work on that leaders could develop to help create safe environments for diverse teams to thrive in. And as most things, there's no standard way to set, set yourself up for success or for your team to be successful especially in this area of diversity. So there's different places you could start. So as I go through the things here, ask yourself, would this be a good place for me to start? So what does diversity mean to you? Reflect on that. What are the first things that come to mind for you? For me, I have an interest in psychology and a keen interest in personalities and what makes us all different from a thinking perspective. So I naturally go to how we think differently, how we all have different preferences, personalities, ways of doing things. I think of how my first boyfriend and I read the book Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus to try to understand each other better. Um, I know it's a very generic way of looking at people, but we were desperate and it It's not that our brains were different, but our social conditioning was different. 
Anyway, I'm diverting, but this is all part of diversity, I guess. I also think about cultural differences. I had my first job in a global organization and I've always been fascinated about um, how we grew up, where we grew up, what traditions people have, religions and beliefs, and how they were instilled in us and they shaped us to be different people. Perhaps the things that come to mind first for you are some are similar or maybe they're different. Gender, race, ethnic, ethnicity, social, uh, sorry, sexual orientation, age, generational, socioeconomic, the school you went to, whether you went to private or public schools and so on. We can all reflect that diversity can be those things we're born with and those things that our environment have shaped like the gender roles I alluded to earlier with my first boyfriend. So a place, um, could a place that you start be how, um, or becoming more knowledgeable or understanding how broad diversity is, what it's made up of, what it includes, that it's not only gender and race. Now, we can recognize at this point how complex it can be to manage a diverse team or a team of diverse people. There's likely to be internal conflicts, differences of opinions and directions to go with a team of diverse people. So therefore, it's necessary to prepare for this happening at some stage in your leadership. Now, we know that there are benefits of having a diverse team. It's been researched. The benefits include greater innovation, increased revenues, better bottom lines, and they can also help identify or avoid risks. Could be better decision-making, appealing to a broader customer base. But to get these outcomes, the team needs to have a good leader to manage the many conflicts or challenges that a diverse team presents. So how do you lead a team of diverse people Because as I'm painting a picture so far, there are many challenges when a group of diverse people come together to achieve a common outcome. So let's start there. Let's start with the challenges it presents. Firstly, if you have not led a team before, these challenges may not come up until you're in that position or you come across different situations. So the first challenge would be inexperience. Inexperience Um, obviously doesn't set anyone up for success, whatever we're talking about. So suddenly you're responsible for a team of people with different backgrounds, ways of thinking and experiences, and you won't know all of these differences even by um, just looking at people. So there'll be things under the surface that you won't see visibly. So like anything, experience with leading a diverse team is not something you can master before you immerse yourself in it. And another challenge is bias. Sometimes even if our self-awareness can help us, our current level of self-awareness can help us identify some of our gaps in diversity, our biases can hinder us from seeing others. So for example, um, as a manager who strongly identifies with and thinks about their own gender and race, They may assess um, whether or not the team is inclusive of people of different race and genders, but this manager may not be as quick to think about an imbalance of other diversity markers, neurodiversity or physical ability. Then there's intersectionality. 
So when you look at your team, you might see or be provided with visual um, and obvious diversity cues amongst your team. As we mentioned before, race, gender, age sometimes, but diversity can also refer to a larger range of qualities that a team or individual embodies. So we've been mentioning that. So this could include different sexual orientations, cultures, political affiliations, socioeconomic status, religions, and physical abilities. So people are likely to have intersectional diversity where there's more than one difference we're faced with. So there are some of the challenges, some of the biggest challenges. So let's move on to the opportunities for you so that you can identify some skills you can develop or even areas of strength you already have and you can leverage that so that it can help you to help that team of diverse people perform better. So as I walk through this, think about the things that you already have in place or that you've mastered or things that you've got experience with and you can leverage that. And then also think about things that you may want to look at further. So starting with those food, food, feedback loops. So I'll put the two words together there. Set up formal ways to give and receive feedback with your team. Now I'm sure if you're leading a team for a while, you're already doing this. But this could be something you could look at and think about how you do it. So giving people the accountability for speaking up and voicing opinions but making sure that you as the leader that you're clear that the team that you value the team's opinions and that it is okay to speak up with those opinions and you're asking people to do that so if you're able to do this you will um, be provided with insights about challenges your team's facing or areas that you could work on in terms of bringing the team together or um, addressing those differences and making people feel like they are valued. So um, moving on to other areas, so increasing your self-awareness, your social awareness, meaning the awareness of what's happening around you. And even another term we're hearing is cultural awareness. So most of us, uh, when we start leading a team, where we may not be aware of how our own identity at work or the influence of society or our culture has impacted the unconscious biases we have or even the norms in our workplace that we've adopted. So we know that organizational culture can impact people in the organization and they become part of that culture and it can be very unconscious that we just start to behave the way others in our organization do and things are acceptable and you start to sort of um, adapt so that you can thrive there or you can survive there in some cases. So if we can spend energy in reflection of that and be more conscious in our daily lives at work, we can become more aware of how this is showing up in our behavior and our thoughts of others and our biases. So some examples or one example in the workplace we find is in recruitment. We we can end up hiring people just like ourselves when we're not consciously aware of looking at differences in a new way. It could be gender, it could be personality, it could be even physical attributes. 
So through the hiring process, if you have the opportunity to hire or promote someone when you're a leader, think about whether or not they will not only be the most qualified or experienced and so on, but will they bring diversity to the team? Because we know that it's beneficial to have a diverse team, to have the different opinions, different ways of thinking, um, different perspectives, so that we get better innovation, so that we get better bottom lines and we reduce risks and so on. So asking yourself, did the candidates all have the same opportunity to get the experience and mentoring and training or were some people, and usually the people who are different to us or different to the, to the majority in our um, society, were, they, were some people more disadvantaged so they didn't get the experience mentoring or training or weren't provided that so their starting point is not um, the same. So one thing you can do when hiring is you can consider the potential of the new team members. You could even pick a period of time. Where's the potential of this person in 12 months? Not just where they are today in terms of meeting the requirements of the role. Is there something they can grow into, but the benefit of them being a diverse team member will outweigh that time for them to be um, mentored or trained or supported by you as their leader. Now, whether or we want to admit it or not, we all bring our prejudices into the office. But with that mindful self-awareness, we can start to identify what habits we have, biases, and any harmful actions we play out with our colleagues as a result of those. And one way to do this is that self reflection practice. So you could ask yourself questions about how your own situation or where you are, your gender, your socioeconomic status, race and so on is impacting you when in different situations, such as when you speak with different people in the organization. Are you coming from a different perspective depending on who that person is? Um, You can think about those questions when you're hiring people, as we said, or even how you're delegating tasks to people in your team. And another good one is how you're handling team celebrations or social events. So let's move on to the next one, and that is communication skills, tweaking or improving them or leveraging the strengths you already have. Remember, putting that lens over it, not just thinking about your gaps, but thinking about the things that you do really well and how you can keep doing that. So with communication skills, getting comfortable with communicating about or around um, difficult situations with your team so that they know you're willing to be vulnerable. So this is a thing about not avoiding things, but actually talking about those difficult topics or situations. When faced, another one, when faced with conflicts in your team, encouraging both sides, if you like, to communicate effectively and with respect. Now that may involve you keeping an open mind to both views, even if you tend to feel like you're agreeing with one side. Um, It's like keeping that open mind and make sure that everyone has their say and are heard as well. Uh, And then creating different ways to provide information and receive information with your team. So this may not be just speaking, it may be um, in writing 
or through non-verbal communication. So things like um, non-verbal cues might be part of your culture and may not be known to some people with different cultural backgrounds in your team. And then also things like avoiding jargon as well could be something to think about. Now, another part of communication is actively listening. So as well as listening when there are conflicts, use this skill in all of the aspects in the workplace. It's like being a bit more conscious of it and really paying attention to others. So not just listening to the words said, but also the unsaid stuff, the tone of voice, the behavior and so on. Remembering that Different methods and styles may be acceptable in different cultures, for instance. So early in my career, my very first job in corporate was with a large global organization, and I was working with people from China, India, the US, Singapore, and one of the cultures that um, I came across was um, in Japan, and There's even a, um, what we talk about in Australia is making eye contact with people to be assertive and to be respectful. In Japan, it was considered um, disrespectful um, to use eye contact and aggressive. So just being aware of different um, things like that. And um, I really love looking up the um, Hofstede's cultural differences. If you can Google that, hopefully I can put the put the link in the notes it's very interesting to see how different cultures interact Um, it's not the complete training but it's very insightful so another practice here is to back to active listening i got sidetracked is speaking last so with active listening do all that you can to create a space for people to feel the comfort speaking up with their opinions without you interjecting or relating or disagreeing, just listen. With this, you can then create, a psych, create, I guess, psychological safety. Now, psychological safety is creating an environment that encourages people to be open about the challenges they're experiencing and specifically at work we're talking about. So after giving your team the space to voice their opinions, active listening also includes you moving on to ask clarifying questions or perhaps paraphrase back what they said to demonstrate you understand. So active listening is, like I said, active, not just the listening component. So then demonstrate that you understand and then offer up your thoughts so that you can both get or more than one more than two people might be a group but then you can all get on the same page so something to be aware of is that it's okay that you are learning and that you're open to learn more but don't expect people with differences whether that be cultural neurodiversity or different sexual orientation don't expect them or others to educate you because we are often putting the burden on other people and it adds to their day and imagine if they get the questions from every single person in your team in the other team in the whole organization and they're expected to educate everybody so do your own research seek out resources from credible sources there are heaps online just look for the credible ones and um, educate yourself And you can even go to the um, 
if you've got a specific diverse team or people in your team um, that with differences that you're aware of, target your education to that so that you can get yourself really informed um, and then from there be open to learn from your starting point. Now there are also a lot of learning and development opportunities out there that you can take up and if possible your organization may have some of these in place or you may be able to influence and get get some of these into your place of work. So I thought I'd mention some of these. So there is training out there on conscious on unconscious bias, training that helps teams understand and identify how unconscious bias is brought into the workplace. There's things like um, pers- perspective taking exercises. These help employees develop more empathy and understanding of other colleagues' perspectives. And then you've got things like cross-cultural coaches. So these are people who are trained and qualified in um, those cultural differences that impact teams, like some of my experience in um, working across a global organization that um, we definitely had that training in that organization. So we got training on the different, um, because we worked across borders and we had global executives coming out, we had expats and so on. And so training was provided and that was back a long time ago in the 90s um, and organizations can still tap into those sort of resources. So that is um, all I had for this episode because I think that's a fair bit there to get started. So some of the challenges that we face some of the skills you could start to work on or strengths you can leverage. And um, I hope that this episode then has given you some ideas and some confidence in leading diverse teams. So until next time, lead with your heart, which is also a great start for leading a diverse team.